0: HE WAS LYING FACE DOWN ON THE FLOOR, THE HANDLE OF A LONG PAIR OF SCISSORS STICKING OUT OF HIS BACK. I QUICKLY LOOKED DOWN THE HALL, BUT DIDN'T SEE OR HEAR ANYTHING. I KNELT NEXT TO WHO I ASSUMED WAS JERRY Pike AND FELT HIS NECK. THERE WAS NO PULSE, WHICH DIDN'T SURPRISE ME, SEEING AS HOW FAR THE SCISSORS HAD BEEN STUCK INTO HIS BACK. And just when I thought my day couldn't possibly get any worse, I hurried back to my desk and dialed Dan Hollister. Dan, I said, what do you suppose the odds would be that I'm close by when two murders happened? Two? Better come over to my office. There's a guy lying in the hall just outside my office with a pair of scissors sticking out of his back. What? You heard me. You coming? Don't touch a thing, Matt. I'm on my way. I stood out in the hall next to the body, making sure it wouldn't be disturbed, though I didn't see how that could happen, being that I was just about the only person left in the building this time of night. While I waited for Dan, I didn't think it would do any harm to verify the victim's identity. I reached into his coat and retrieved his wallet and flipped it open. His license read Gerald Pike and said he was 37 years old and that he lived in Pasadena. He had $12 in his wallet, and that made me wonder what kind of job he expected me to do for $12. The only other thing in his wallet was a business card that read Scrap Paper, Ink, and the name Paul Starkey with a Hollywood phone number. I made a mental note of it and slipped it back into his wallet. I put the wallet back where I'd found it just as the elevator opened and Sergeant Dan Hollister stepped out with two uniforms following close behind. The three men met me in front of my office and their eyes immediately fixed on the body. Dan looked at me. I nodded. Yep, he's dead,' I checked. "'Who is he?' Dan said. "'I don't know for sure,' I said, not wanting to admit I'd just gone through his wallet. "'I'd just be guessing, but I think his name is Jerry Pike.' "'Jerry Pike,' Dan said. "'Where'd you come up with a name like that off the top of your head?' I told him of the phone call, and that I'd seen him leave the phone booth, but that I never got to talk with the man.' Then I heard the thump, and when I came out into the hall, I found him right here, and I called you. That's all there is to it. This really isn't your day, is it, Matt? Dan said. I'm starting to think I should have listened to you and gone home earlier. Pike might still be alive if I had. It could all be a coincidence, Dan said. But it would have to be one hell of a big coincidence, don't you think? and what if it isn't? I said. What do you mean? I don't know, I said. What if the two incidents are connected? I don't see how, but what if they are?